Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, 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 and welcome, everyone. Welcome to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide, and your coach for the week. Thank you for joining. I just want to say welcome, hello, and good morning. Yes, good morning. No matter what time of day it is where you are, no matter when you are listening to this, I say good morning to you because if you're listening to the things that we're saying, then you are simply waking up. You're waking up to your true life. So I bid you a good morning. Don't hit the snooze button on the alarm clock. Stay awake with us because we've got a great, great show for you this morning. And I want to share some really, really interesting information with you. We have a special guest with us also. Uh, but I also want to remind you that uh, if you've lived your life this past week in a certain way, um, then it's been an amazing week for you, I know. And I know you've made an amazing week for the people around you. And that is, number one, be thankful. If you've lived your life in gratitude, it has opened doors for you. I can almost guarantee it. Because your happiness doesn't begin until gratitude starts. And then secondly, giving. Giving from your heart. Giving something that's of value to you. When you give you receive at the same time. And then thirdly, because we have this power, we've been given a gift, a gift of choice. We can make choices in our life, even if it's just the choice of the thoughts that we have. Love first and then choose. When you do that, you will have fewer regrets. So I know you've had an amazing week if you lived your life that way and you've made an amazing week for the people around you. Now, as I said, we have a very, very special guest with us tonight, and I'm so excited to talk with him uh, because when, when he and I talked earlier, um, a little while ago, I was just fascinated, number one, with his background, his story, his heart, his faith, and his works. And they say a man can be judged by his works. Well, I think we're gonna, you're going to hear some fabulous works that he's doing these days. His name is Stephen Scoggins. And Stephen uh, was born and raised in a broken home in Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, Stephen grew up, uh, he grew the skills needed to share God's message. From the age of 17, Stephen acted as the head of his family, foregoing his high school education and to provide for his brother and father. Over the course of his young adult years, he struggled through toxic relationships and jobs that gave him no purpose. Now, he's gone through a, a lot, but I will tell you that Coming out of the other end, he became a top-selling author and speaker with a huge heart for helping others. He founded Journey Principles Institute, whose team is dedicated to the relentless pursuit of serving others by helping them grow past life's obstacles and allowing them to fulfill their true life-giving purpose and passion. I love that. 
Stephen, hello and welcome. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? <laughs> Doing great. I'm so glad that you've joined us this morning. I really, really appreciate you taking the time. And, oh, it's my uh, honor. <laughs> uh, absolutely. You know, um, as I was uh, talking about your your past, sure. um, you've really leveraged the things that you've gone t- through to become something else. Can you tell us just a little bit more about how that all came about? You know, it's funny. Uh, hindsight being twenty twenty, you don't really you don't really see every uh, every step along your journey until you can look backwards. And of course, once you can look backwards, you can see uh, divine fingerprints, if you will, over the top of it. But uh, yeah, so uh, you kind of mentioned a little bit in the in, uh, in the introduction. But uh, born and raised in a broken home, uh, parents divorced at about the age of six, uh, began their their emotional tug of war, if you will, and, you know, kind of going back and forth and. Uh, by the time I was six, I was actually both my parents had kind of unfortunately had, had had their own struggles to go work through and ended up living with my grandmother. Uh, and she began taking care of us for a while. And uh, she passed around the age of nine and parents came back into play. And my brother went to live with my mom. I lived to live with my dad and uh, really started kind of doing construction work, if you will, on the sides and weekends and holidays. Pretty much, I, pretty much from the time I was 13 on. I began buying my own school clothes and kind of moving forward in life. And, and, you know, lo and behold, because of the mindset that happens, the mindset traps that happen so many times, uh, my family, my father specifically, struggled a lot with uh, uh, more than alcoholism for a while that he finally beat, praise God. But the other thing uh, was just the financial, learning how to use money well. And uh, through a course of events, he was out of work. And unfortunately, I had to take care of the family to make sure we could have, keep our lights on because our lights were constantly getting shut off and we had cockroaches let, you know, running around the room and everything. And it just wasn't, a, it wasn't a, it wasn't necessarily a, a happy life. But if I look back, I'd, I'd always had my provisions for the most part. And so the age is, you know, the age of uh, around uh, 17 and unfortunately dropped out of high school, uh, went to work full time, uh, building houses and, uh, had a, a guy, a mentor of mine, his name was Steve Meyer. He was a phenomenal man. Uh, saw more in me than I saw in myself, which is a uh, that's a principle all on its own. And he began to build me up a little bit and gave me my first business at the age of 18 by that time, uh, a siding company. And I did really well for about the first year. And I got really cocky, really arrogant. I wanted to prove a lot of people wrong because I had spent so incredible much time, you know, harboring that resentment and that hurt from dropping out of high school and not failing, you know, failing at a bunch of stuff. Uh, so much so that I unfortunately uh, led me to a place uh, of homelessness a year later. So I went from making um, just under a six figure salary at 18 years old um, to uh, homeless, if you will, virtually homeless, sleeping in cars on couches, wherever I could find them. And uh, that took me to a, to a, a bridge moment um, where I went to go try to potentially work with the uh, – trying to become a Navy a Navy man, if you will, mm. only to find out when I went to go to MEPS that uh, I had scoliosis, had scored too low my ASVAB score, and they weren't going to accept me. Uh, and they told me uh, there was no need for me to take the ASVAB again because of the scoliosis. And uh, by that time, I still had – you know, I didn't have much of anything. And that led me to an overpass and overlooking an eight-lane highway at the corner of Capitol Boulevard and 440. And for those that have actually been to Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, it's one of the main thoroughfares, one of the busiest in the city. And it was a cold night. I can still remember sitting atop the cold tubular rail with the uh, breath escaping my mouth and um, slipped my shoes off. I could still smell the, I could still to this day smell the diesel in the air from the, from the cars and trucks. And, you know, it was just, a, it was a powerful, powerful moment. And 
I remember reaching out and making some phone calls or trying to make some phone calls to, for anything else just to say goodbye. And I love you and that kind of thing. And the first four people that I tried to call, uh, I got no answer or busy signals. And then the fifth person I tried to call was a woman by the name of Susan Batts, who happened to be one of my childhood girlfriend's mothers that mm. during that most difficult time of my life took, a, took it upon herself to clothe me and feed me and take good care of me. Uh, even when I was not in her care, uh, I still have the, uh, the bearing scar of a Z, looks like a lightning bolt on my hand for stitches that she paid for uh, while I was trying to get into my house and actually broke my window because I forgot my keys. Uh, and you know, that's kind of like the, the backstory and that's when, that's when everything turned around. Uh, I went to, to call her and she answered, uh, spent the next 10 or 15 minutes trying to convince me of where I was. Uh, she wanted to come get me right away. I think she could sense in her, in her heart of hearts that I was in deep trouble. And all I could hear in my, uh, on one ear, I had her talking in one ear on my broken Nokia 5160 phone with a cracked yellow screen that barely had any buy here, pay here minutes. And I remember uh, distinctly hearing the voices of failure in my left ear while I was talking to her in my right ear. Mm. And it's almost like she was helping me battle uh, the weight of what life was really worth in that mm. grand scheme of time. And it was I, – I, I look back uh, at that very painful part in my life now, and I look back and, I, and I'm so thankful for it uh, because it's created such a, such a desire – to help others out of that same moment. I've learned that we tend to, we, we tend to really go after and help those that we once were, mm -hmm. especially if we've been through any kind of major level of adversity. And I'll never forget this, but she spent, I don't know if it was an hour or 30 minutes or 20 minutes, but she spent the first um, session with me, if you want to call it that, um, just trying to, if nothing else, kind of talk me down. Mm. She was the only person on the planet in that grand scheme of time that I would have given my life for. Um, what I mean by that is she was the only person's opinion that I respected so much in that moment in time that if she asked me to do something, I would do it. The only person on the planet. Wow. And she has said, she goes, look, if you're not going to tell me where you're at, I want you to promise me that you'll call me tomorrow at 9 a.m. And I said, okay, fine. I'll call you tomorrow at 2 a.m. Uh, I'm sorry, 9 a.m. I'll call you tomorrow at 9 a.m. And then she said, Stephen, before, before things are finished, I want you to know something. I, should, I want you to remember this and repeat it back to me. She says, this too shall pass, and what comes next will be greater. Wow. Those are powerful words. Oh, she was a powerful, powerful woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you. I, I, I'll be glad to uh, share more of the story in a few minutes if you want. But uh, that's, that's, that's where my life was. That's, that's the lowest point of my time and, and where I spent the most of my energy uh, trying to battle back from. Um, growing up in more of a poverty level, uh, with a lack mindset, with a, with a heart uh, more damaged than good, uh, but still always had a heart for others, always willing to give my shirt off my back, that kind of thing. So that's yeah. kind of where life was. So Yes, it sounds, it sounds uh, um, and I do want to know more, because uh, the things that you've gone through can help many of us, whether we've hit that proverbial rock bottom or not. Wherever you are in your life, the lesson you learn can really help us no matter where we are. And I imagine you use those lessons today, even though you've progressed so much further than that, you still hold on to those lessons to propel you even further. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've spent so much time just studying myself. Um, and, the, you know, the scripture tells you to know thyself. And by mm -hmm. knowing thyself, you can grow thyself. 
And I've spent so much of my time just doing that, just trying to figure those things out. And, you know, I'm hoping I got a couple of things I can share with your listeners tonight that, uh, you know, will add value to their life. And you've given me an awesome opportunity to share. And, I'm, and I'm one, I just want to honor you by uh, hopefully giving them something they can learn from. Fantastic. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back with Stephen Scoggins, we are going to learn a little bit more about what it takes to being yourself and knowing yourself. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about those voices of failure that, that you were hearing in one ear while you were hearing voices of encouragement in the other as well. So everyone, we'll be back right after these messages. Stay tuned. with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach, Clarence Caldwell, returns after this short break. How's your job going these days? Stop the frustration with your career. Give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level. What you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you. Hi, this is Clarence Caldwell. You know me from True Life Academy, a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world. What you may not know is that I've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883 0909017. That's 8883-090917. Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career. your career, your happiness, your life. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heart Warming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the million dollar mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M A R L A T A B A K A.com. It's the million dollar mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. To True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. So, Stephen, as we were talking, we really um, were hearing uh, about how you, I, I, I don't even want to use the word struggle, but how you ch- were challenged throughout your childhood, but you rose above it. And then at some point, you kind of sunk into this lower level and, um, and you came back out of it again. And so this, this, this up and down, if you will, over uh, many, many years, um, you had to learn so much through that. One of the things you said was that at one low point, you were, 
you were feeling, uh, you were hearing voices of failure on one end, and you used the 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 call on your Nokia phone as an example, while your 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 uh, aunt was it that was encouraging uh, you on the other girl, end. Girlfriend's mother. Girlfriend's former, mother. Former girlfriend's mother. Former girlfriend's mother. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know what? She was probably an angel. <laughs> uh, she was. She went to home be with the Lord in uh, 2012, but she was fantastic. Fantastic. So with that kind of, you know, we all struggle. We go up and we go down. We go up and we go down. And and the, the you know, it's it's almost the 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 challenge of getting back up and rising again. And um, with your, I guess I'll say your your found faith. Is that what's keeping you afloat? Uh, you know, my faith is uh, probably the largest part of who I've become. Um, it's, it's, uh, I think C.S. Lewis said it best when he said that, uh, you know, some people, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said some people look at life through their eyes or through their eyes looking at faith. Other, people's look at, other people look looks at life through the eyes of only faith. Mm. And I've learned that when you can use faith as a tool to help you grow, what you see in the absence of uh, darkness, if you will, is opportunity and further light. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there um, there's seven key spheres of value systems, and I've learning I've learned by mastering those value systems and understanding within yourself, uh, you can very quickly understand the, your deficiencies as well as your strengths, and so you always have something to look forward to. But you can only do that if you're willing to kind of look at things through the lens of faith. I, I've, I've found it, you know, I've, I've spoken all over the world and I've had a pleasure of speaking to larger crowds and smaller crowds. And one, one common denominator always takes place no matter where I'm at. And that is everyone has struggled. Everyone is in, has, in, has been or is in need of hope. And all they need to do is look to the place that faith is found because I have yet to meet anyone yet um, that has really overcome major life's adversities without an element of faith. I really have. I haven't. Not, this is me personally. I haven't. I haven't bumped into this, and you know, it. It's one of those things where if you can learn to adopt it, and uh, like an obstacle, for example, if you can learn to adopt an obstacle versus worry about how you're going to come over it or whatever, you know, don't worry about going over it or through it. Let it become part of you. Let it serve as a teaching tool to help you um, define who you're going to be, help you shape shape the person you want to be. And help you encourage those that want to be just like you or be part of you. Uh, you know, your, your three th- friends that are, they help you thrive or your, or your five to be free. Either way, you got to have these relationships and you got to have these people like Susan Batts, like Steve Myrick, um, now like Dave Ramsey and Chris Licurdo and some of these other guys that encourage me on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a pretty consistent basis now. These folks help us shape and determine our future. And I've learned that every time we take a step forward, it gives other people the courage to take two steps forward behind us or beside us. Mm. And I think that's so important when we're trying to overcome this, um, this war of the mind. And that's really what we're up against. The, the greatest weapon or the greatest war you'll ever fight is always inside of you. you know? and, I, and I think that's, that's a powerful tool to use and to learn and to grow from because if, if you're not willing to face, face your adversity, your adversity is going is is to overtake you. So the way I look at it is this. Either you own your adversity or it owns you. It's one of the two, you know. And I, I just think that's a I just think it's a powerful tool with faith. I think faith makes that overcoming the adversity or makes it being part of you possible, rather than let it take you out. Great, great point. Well, let me let me try to clarify. When you say faith, mm-hmm. um, can you just expand on that a little bit? Are you, for example, are you talking about a specific faith? Uh, uh, um, 
Christianity, Judaism, or are you talking about a different type of faith? Well, for me, they're, for me, they're kind of one and the same. Um, uh, if we're going to use a, a, a term to, to kind of quantify uh, what my faith consists of, it's, it's, faith, it's faith in the belief in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus. Uh, he said, come to me who are weak and weary. He also said, follow me. He never told me to follow men. He always said, follow me. So I followed by his example. But I'll tell you this story real fast. And um, so I, I kind of left everybody off at where I was at with the bridge. So I make it off the bridge. Uh, three weeks later, my dad has me back on the framing crew of the, of the guy who I originally walked off his job during that spirit of depression and, and whatnot and where I went, where I lost everything. That guy had enough grace to let me back on a crew. Now, I got to look at the guys who took over the construction business that he had given me right next door to me day in and day out for, for probably a couple of weeks. Uh, I then was uh, sent by my father over to, the, uh, over, to the, over to the house beside us to reframe a garage door. I know that sounds kind of silly maybe to some listeners, but essentially it's, just, it's me going over to, to, to fix a, a punch list or a problem item for the homeowner that was there. And I could overhear the guys in the background – who took my place uh, when I when I left that when I you know when I when I went through that difficult season of life and they were talking just mad smack about the guy Steve Meyer who I was telling you about before mm-hmm. and I don't know what it was but it, it made me so infuriated that they would treat him and and say things like that they even went as far as to say hey look I'm not gonna we're not gonna come back Monday because he's not paying us right and I'm looking at them like guys you're asking for a ninety percent draw on this house you're not even fifty percent finished. It's not even it's not even correct. What I realized was is I was so angry at them because I had treated him the exact same way. Mm. You know, and so I had this this moment of realization and something powerful happened that day. Um I'll never forget it. I I went to the uh the job site, you know, and I and I came back across to my dad's job site. Steve Meyer comes back around his little white Jeep Grand Cherokee that had a dent in the back back bumper because unfortunately he liked to back into things. And uh, he, he, they used to pass out paychecks on Friday afternoons at 2 o'clock. And, uh, of course, I would, I would go hide from this guy. Even though I was working on his framing crew at the time, he let me you know, get back to like a $12-an-hour kind of position. I was like, man, I just uh, I don't want to face this guy. Well, something in my spirit, and I can't, ex- I can't quantifyingly explain it outside of it, said, go talk to him and ask him to take over. Mm. And, I, and, and I, can, I can still hear it almost audible in my mind even to this day. It wasn't, a loud, it wasn't a loud shout. It wasn't a big boom. It wasn't anything like that. It was something very small. It was a whisper almost. It was, right. I want you to go talk to him. Right. So I mustered up the courage to go talk to him. He rolled down his window. And you got to remember, I had a good relationship. This guy was like a kind of a grandfather figure, kind of that wise sage kind of person that you kind of get around. Yes. Well, he rolled down his window and he looked out and he talked to me and he, he just said, how's your head, boy? <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> uh, I'm doing better, sir. And, and the funny thing is that he had this kind of relationship, but it made that whole thing powerful. So when Steve said that, he was actually asking a lot of questions in that one small sentence. And I, of course, when I responded back, it was, it was just kind of, it was just, if we just had this kismet moment where he, he understood I was on my way up, not my way down. Right. The last time he'd seen me, I was on my way down. And I find that, you know, it's funny about life because uh, we seem to find our faith on our way down, not our way up. We seem to try to forget about it or think it's in our own power and that kind of deal. Well, I reached out to him. When I was talking to him, I said, well, look, you know, I heard, overheard these guys over here. They're saying they're not going to come back Monday. Um, you know, can I take back over? And the funny thing was he laughed. He kind of giggled. He said, whatever. I, I, how are you going to do that? I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I, you know I, honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, I, 
I didn't own a single, I didn't even own a tool belt. I had a nail apron that my dad had got me at Lowe's and, I, and a, an old broken down hammer. I had no tools, no equipment, no nothing. Um, he looked at me and said, well, I can't buy you tools and equipment. I can't give you the tools that you had because I already sold it to the guys that are over there. Um, I don't see how you can do this. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't see how this is a possibility. I said, look, if they don't show up Monday, just let me finish that one house. Just let me finish that one house. Now, I had, only, I had given my life to, to Christ uh, about a week earlier at the side of a litter box. It's a whole other story. Um, but I remember one thing that happened in that moment, which was uh, if you'll leave these idols alone, these things you keep chasing in front of, in front of life, uh, out of in front of me, I will bless you. And that was kind of ringing in my head as well. And as I'm talking to him, he finally agrees and said, look, if they don't come back Monday, I'll let you finish that house. So rather than wait to see if the guys were going to come back Monday, I looked at my dad who thought I was crazy because, remember, I had already hurt this guy once. The guy that, the fact that he gave me a second chance to even come back on a, on a crew of any kind, even at a low-paid position, was, was unbelievable. But I was repentant. I was sorry. You know, I had been humbled. And I was ready to start a relationship with him again. But as I'm walking away from this Jeep, my dad comes to me, tries to talk me out of the decision I just did. And then when, he, then when I said, I said, Dad, I can't, I can't explain it. This is something I have to do. This is, not a, this is not a want to or a wish list or a vision. This is something I have to do. I cannot walk away from this. Mm. And rather than doing anything else, uh, the next thing that he did kind of blew my mind. He said, do you remember when, when we used to do framing when you were a teenager and, and siding on those houses? I was like, well, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, I remember. And he said, well, do you remember the scaffolding we used to use? I'm like, yeah. He goes, okay. Well, you know, we made them out of wood, right? I'm like, yeah. He said, all right, start pulling wood out of the trash piles. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna build scaffolding. So we spent the entire weekend building the scaffolding. And then come Monday morning, the guys didn't show up. And I laid the, the, I laid the uh, wood scaffolding back up against the house, and I went to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the next four houses uh, completely by myself. That took me about a week apiece. And then uh, that laid the foundation for the business that's now called Custom Home Exteriors, which is my flagship company. Uh, that led me to the Journey Principles, which is now a multi-million dollar business in four states. That's amazing. Ah, oh, what a journey. I'll tell you, and it, seemed, it sounds like it started with, or maybe not absolutely started, but you got quiet enough to listen to that small, still voice that propelled you to action. I love yes. that. Yeah, love I, think, that. I think stubbornness in the heart prevents us from hearing that voice. Yes. And if you're struggling in life, if you're struggling to break through uh, whether it's a financial ceiling or a marriage ceiling or emotional ceiling or a, um, a physical ceiling, whatever that ceiling is, all you need to do is slow down, let, put your pride to the side for 10 seconds, and let the small voice speak to you, and you'll be surprised what kind of miracles it can work in your ears. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that. I uh, love that. Uh, we're going to take another break. Wow, time is flying here because I, there's just so much I want to know from you and, and, and just hear more about your story and hear more about your, your guidance. And, and I also want to hear about how you guide others. I know you speak internationally, uh, but the other work that you do, I just want to hear about it as well. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. 
often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. You know, Stephen, one of the things that hit me as you were talking about um, your your journey um, is, is, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, all of us have gone through something, and we go through things all the time. But what seems to separate um, some people from others, and I count you in that, that group, is that once you've discovered, um, whether it's faith or the, the inner story in you that's, that's coming forward, you didn't just keep it to yourself. You didn't just say, okay, it, I did this on my own. I found a way out. But you are sharing your story with others. And, and I find some people who've gone through a lot, they, they just keep it to themselves. They don't share it. It doesn't become something that grows. And it's a shame that that happens. And so I really, really appreciate the fact that you are taking up the mantle and sharing your story and letting other people. You're being a light. You're guiding, a guiding light for others. As you say, you take a step forward and others are able to take a step with you. Yeah. You know, I've, um, it's interesting, uh, humility, uh, has taught me a lot. Uh, you know, I, I spent a number of years chasing the, the almighty dollar. And once I made, uh, considerable amounts of it, I realized I was no let, no more fulfilled. I had, there was nothing that was going to create legacy. Sure. I may have a business, uh, that may be behind me or something of that nature. And to me, if you're not creating a legacy life, then you're really, then you're really shorting yourself and you're also shorting people around you. Um, every journey has a principle and every principle has a promise 
And I've learned that when you can live the right principles, you can also live the right promise. Mm -hmm. And I find that most people get stuck because they don't know how to take the step on the principle, which is why that we, I guess is why I wrote the first book, The Journey Principles, um, that ended up uh, becoming a bestseller. And the next thing you know, I've got the Journey Principles Institute. It's kind of funny how um, faith works in your, in, in your, on your behalf when, you're, when you just want to give back to people. But <laughs> one of the things I've learned is, is you can help more people. You can create an impact uh, by caring deeply for someone else's needs rather than just trying to pursue your own. And I've also learned that if you will do that, then for whatever reason, and, I, and, and call, it, call it karma, call it Jesus, call it faith, call it whatever you want to call it, for some reason, you reap what you sow. Yes. You know, so if you're, if you're sowing behaviors and, and giftings of caring and sincerity and helping people to discover their inner light, because I, I, I firmly believe we all have an inner light. And, you know, I'm not doing something that wasn't done for me. You know, right. Steve did it for me. Susan did it for me. Chris Lakurdo's done it for me. Uh, Dave Ramsey himself has done has spoken into me before. Um, I've got numerous mentors along the way that have allowed me the ability to not only learn myself but understand how to use these principles and these things to help other people. You know, and we kind of deal with that. We don't. You know, they they tell you when you're when you start doing this stuff that you know you you kind of have to focus. And you kind of have to hone in on one specific person and, and this kind of stuff. We realized that we couldn't do that. We realized what we were really fighting against is difficult seasons of life. You know, for one man, it might be a divorce. For another woman, it might be a divorce. For one guy, it might be not getting the raise that he wanted. Uh, for another guy, it might be the fact that um, he's, and he's getting ready to go through a, a financial uh, hardship. Uh, for another guy, he just had a heart attack. These difficult seasons of life always cause us to reassess life. And when they do that, they give us a unique opportunity to start over. Yes. You know, I like to say you're not giving up, you're just tapping out so you can start the next match, you know? Right. <laughs> so, you know, and so we really began to start adopting and, and started training people. Um, we call it transformation coaching. Um, there are a lot of really good life coaches and business coaches and executive coaches out there. You're being one of those um, that are really care about their people, really striving hard to make a difference in people's lives, um, which I think is why your, your heart and my heart are so closely aligned. You know, but there's also a lot of folks out there that are doing some damage. You know, so we really want to work together to get people to the right information, uh, to the right sources, so they can really kind of live their life moving forward. You know, we, that's why we focus so heavily on these seven fears of values. Getting someone to understand, are they high, high aesthetic? Are they high economic? Individualistic? You know, uh, altruist, political, regulatory, theoretical? And these are terms. All they mean is how do we perceive value? And how do we show value? And we're all really strong in three of the seven areas consistently. And that will actually show you more about your belief and value system and where you root your self-esteem than anything else that you can probably read offhand in a book. Now, I'm not saying books are fantastic. I mean, I, that's why I write them, is to make sure we can, we can do them. I mean, I've, I've gleaned a lot of information and knowledge. But I've learned that if you, do, if you just read the words and highlight the sentence and you don't do anything with it, it has done no good for you or the person that may need that sentence while you're flying back from Florida to Australia on a speaking gig. Some of the best information I've learned, I haven't learned for use of myself. I've learned it. I've highlighted it. I've memorized it, and I've ended up using it on an airplane, or I've ended up using it on a car ride, or I've ended up using it with my sons. Right. Fantastic. I love that because you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, we talk about books being um, you know, 
Well, I call the I call books information. I mean, you mm-hmm. I've got a, a shelf full of information that I'm looking at right now. Right. And it's it, that's all it is, is information until I take it in and really, you know, cycle it through through my own view, my own filters. It's not knowledge. Once I do that's that, right. it's knowledge. But it's still just knowledge to me until I use it, until mm-hmm. I experience it and do something with it. Then it becomes wisdom. And that's really what the world needs. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you brought up a great point there, uh, Clarence, that with, when it comes to wisdom and knowledge. You can glean knowledge from a book, uh, a mentor, a podcast, a radio show, a YouTube channel. Uh, mm-hmm. There are lots of ways to glean knowledge, but unless you make it part of your life, it can never become wisdom. That's right. That's right. Oh, love that. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you, you mentioned this uh, earlier. You were talking about um, that what you sometimes go through is the thing that you can help people with the most. You know, I know there are, there are many, uh, we'll just call them academic uh, leaders <laughs> who, yeah. uh, who have studied and studied, but yeah. they haven't really experienced anything. And they, they try to teach and coach and counsel people. Uh, but it's nothing that they've really gone through. Mm-hmm. And, and, and academically, they might understand it, the psychology of it or sociology or physiology of, of what's going on. But if they haven't really experienced it, it doesn't come through the same way as someone who has that wisdom. That's right. Yeah, I, I think it's the principle of deep connection. Yes. You, if, you, if, you can't, if you can't really sit still and properly empathize with another person's need, you won't be able to properly help coach them or help them pass the next hurdle because what more people want than anything else from what I've seen than anything else so far is they want to know they matter. They just want somebody to value with certainty that they have value. They have value to offer. There's something inside of them. There's an empowerment and encouragement. You know, it's why I have my, my, I have a, so we, I, of course I have business mission statements and core values we live by and there are, there are boundary lines and, you know, who we are, who we're not. But more importantly, I have a personal mission statement. Mm. And it is the relentless pursuit of motivating hearts and inspiring minds. The key word is relentless. I have to wake up every single morning. And as my feet hit the floor and the earbuds hit my head and I hit the gym to get fed, I'm going to that day, I'm attacking it with full force, full vigor, and full intention of changing someone's life, which means sometimes it's not me talking. In fact, more times it's me listening. Mm-hmm. I love that. A personal mission statement. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it sets up, as you mentioned, the intention. What is the intention that you have for that day or for, the, for your life? Mm-hmm. And uh, based on that, the next thing you do is going to be in alignment with who you really are. That's right. Oh, That's fantastic. right. That's why we focus so heavily on those seven fears of values is because if you can understand what you value and why you value it, you can probably um, uh, analyze it to see if it's consistent with the direction you want to go. For example, if you're a high economic, now a high economic is looking for the ROI. They're looking for a return on investment. That doesn't necessarily mean money. Um, It could mean just Sheer, like, I'm investing in a relationship. I expect to see a return on this relationship. They, just, they see everything through ROI kind of deal. Yes. And they're also highly competitive. Okay. But if you match that 
with a high altruist who all they know how to do is give away everything, whether it be money, resource, time, energy, they're not going to understand each other. However, if they understand how to relate to one another, they can actually build a bridge. The next thing you know, you've got a ministry that's building bridges and making revenue to, because uh, my good friend Dave Ramsey's always says, he said, well, there's no margin, there's no ministry. So <laughs> there's building revenue, but then your high altruism, your high altruist gets fed because they're out there serving people left and right. You know, yeah. but a high economic can get so lost in the numbers that they forget about the, the, the real deep value of the actual power of connection and the actual power of moving a mission. They get so lost. I mean, uh, Bill Gates is a perfect example of someone who's a real high economic. It took, him a, it took him a while to understand how important giving back was. And now right. he gives like nobody's business. Right. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, before, before we go into this next break, I just, I'm so fascinated with this conversation. As you mentioned, I think we're, we're very well aligned here in many, <laughs> many areas. And we can right. talk for, for hours. I'm uh, sure. But I, I, want, uh, I want to know about your business. And if, if, if you need or want people to reach out to you, how they reach you and, and, sure. uh, and who you work with and that sort of thing. You know, we work with, uh, we work with anybody that uh, has a, desire, a sincere, and I do mean sincere, desire to grow because we're going to push on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we're developing an online school that will be hopefully launching in October. Uh, that we're actually going to be partnering up with a lot of HR firms and things of that nature because I've learned that if we can help the employer keep the employee or the team member, uh, it costs it saves them a lot of money, especially when that guy's just going through a divorce and all he needs is some healing um, to be at his best. So we're yeah. kind of doing that. So uh, the, the, you know you can always find us at thejourneyprinciples.com or stevenscoggins.com. If your listeners actually want to know their own value systems, they actually want to understand their seven fears of values. Uh, we have a free gift. There is no, absolutely no commitment, no nothing. Um, it's called Focus uh, that will tell them in a, in a, in a, in a very uh, in-depth uh, personality assessment for themselves. Um, you can find that at journeyprinciples.com backslash focus. Uh, that tool is something that has been blowing up. Uh, people are loving it. And uh, there's a video there from some testimonials they can check out too. But that tool is a free gift from the Journey Principles because that – that, that mindset helped me break free, and I want to get, help other people break free, not later, not next week, not a month from now. I want them to be able to break free tomorrow, tonight. That, you know, I, want it, I want it to happen for them now. Fantastic. All right, so that's journeyprinciples.com backslash focus. If you go there, you'll have a tool, a, a vehicle that allows you to make a difference right away. We're going to take another quick break here. We'll come back with Stephen to, to uh, find out a little bit more about how we transform. We'll be right back. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction 
Bauer. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. All right, we're we're back here with Stephen Scoggins, and just once more, one more time, I just want to make sure people know how to reach uh, reach you, Stephen. You said StephenScoggins.com is one way, but also JourneyPrinciples.com is another. And if you go to journeyprinciples.com backslash focus, you can get a vehicle that will allow you to make some real changes or at least identify what you can do next that can really, really help your life. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, we, like I said, we wanted to, um, you've given us a, a wonderful opportunity to share our heart with people and I'm forever grateful and thankful. We wanted to do something uh, for your listeners that could hopefully help them get started today. Uh, I just think so much of your mission and what, you're, what you've been able to accomplish, everything you're going after. And I don't know, man, our, our hearts are kind of like, like-minded, and uh, we just want to help people. So <laughs> it seems like the best way to do it. Uh, that's fantastic, and I'm, I'm glad we connected, Stephen, because uh, I truly, truly uh, believe in the work that you're doing. Now, some of the, the client base that you have uh, probably ranges across the board. I, I know when we talked once before, you were talking about helping uh, pastors uh, of churches mm-hmm. and, as right. well as ex- executives and, and everyday folks. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a team of, um, of, of coaches that I've, I've handpicked, uh, personally trained, uh, some of which are actually licensed counseling practitioners. Uh, so we're able to help everything from a house mom uh, to just a, a hardworking blue-collar uh, gentleman who's working as a mechanic or something like that, all the way up to your higher-level executive coaches and pastors. A lot of the gentlemen that I worked with and spent a lot of time with, uh, just because my time is so difficult to come by these days, uh, typically are the, more the executive types, uh, pastors, uh, people who are in charge of leading other people, because I've learned that I can multiply my talents and my skills and, and my giftings by sh- helping them shape themselves because they're already shaping other people. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, my coaching team can uh, help me uh, work on uh, maybe their lay pastors or their their, um, their 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 business teammates, things of that nature, because we all have life. I mean, let's just be honest. We all have life. And all we want to do is know how to live it better. We want to lo- we want to know how to reshape our lives. We want to we want to know how to discover our potential. And, you know, we just want to, we want to see a life enhancement right before our eyes. So that's kind of, that's kind of what we're about. You know, we, um, we love people. <laughs> so, uh, uh, we, you know, we, we, we're not all things to all people, uh, but we're all things to all people who are serious about growing. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, I certainly, um, can really relate. There are, 
there are people that sometimes come uh, looking for some guidance, uh, but they're really, really in a, in a tough, tough place. It'd, it'd be nice that if everyone's just in a great place and they just want to grow and become more. But, yeah. but as you, you were in a tough place. And, and, and so if you had to coach yourself mm-hmm. at that point where you were standing across that, over, that overpass, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how would, what would that look like? You know, I've asked myself that. And funny thing, you mentioned that when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm hosting my show, I, I do ask that question of a lot of my guests kind of, you know, what would you tell the, the teenage version of yourself? <laughs> um, and, you know, so I've thought about that myself. And, you know, what I, I think what I would tell them is that uh, Mama Wama, which was her nickname, Susan Bass was right. This too shall pass. Mm. And if you're able to withstand it and you'll focus on what's coming next, what comes next will be greater. Uh, and, it's been true in my life. Everyone that we've worked with and had a chance to coach has seen um, uh, life-changing. I'm talking life-changing um, scenarios because you'd be surprised. Uh, Tony Robbins, uh, I heard him on a podcast once. He was talking about this golf club. And he said that with the golf club, he said he was slicing this ball left, you know, over and over again to the right. And he said his golf coach said, Tony, if you just turn your club face a millimeter to the left, mm-hmm. you'll hit that ball to the left every time. And I've, I've found that so many times people just need that one small directional shift, mm. that one aha moment, that one new perspective, that one new understanding that they hadn't seen before to really let them move, yes. you know? And, yes. and, I, and I find that that's the, that's the case for everybody. But we've had some, some pretty life-altering um, sessions with folks uh, where they're able to break free, and sometimes one, two, even three sessions, um, just by basic understanding of how they view themselves. And I tie that back to me being on the bridge because I think Susan's advice was perfect for what that was for me at the time. And if you're going through something right now, I would tell you the same thing Susan told me. This right. too shall pass, and what comes next will be greater. Don't stop. Keep going. What comes next will be greater. But it's up to you not to give up. You have to stay focused. You've got to get yourself under control and you've got to make a commitment to yourself that what comes next will be greater. And forgive yourself. Move on. Let's go. Right, right. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and, and you've got to have the desire to, to as you mentioned earlier, a desire to grow, a desire mm-hmm. to, to become. Uh, Absolutely. That's, to this that's... day, I still have a coach. I have my... Oh. I, 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 I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't um, teach or, or quote, uh, talk about anything we're not doing. I have, a, I have an accountability coach. Yes. Now, my coaches have changed over the years because as you grow, in some cases, you may outgrow your existing coach, and that's okay. Right. And a good right. coach will be excited about that for you. That's you know? right. <laughs> so. That's right. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I was, I was talking to someone not too long ago, maybe a couple of weeks back, and, and uh, we were talking about coaching, and I, and I mentioned to them, that, well, I've, I have a coach. I actually have two coaches. And they said, you have a coach? I said, of course. Well, why wouldn't I? I want to continue to grow also. That's right. Uh, I mean, none of us are. I mean, the best players in the world. You look at, uh, oh, you know, if you're a sports nut, Michael Jordan. He didn't start mm-hmm. winning championships until he got the right coach. That's right. Well, because they can help you see blind spots. Absolutely. I mean, that's what coaching is. And the only thing to get, the only thing, I'll tell you what, the only thing that I've found, and you probably found this too, Clarence, um, the only thing I've found really that gets in the way of coaching is pride. Uh, either pride of the coach or pride of the student yes or pride of the student who who doesn't know they need to be a student the reality <laughs> is is there's always something i got a good friend of mine his name's doug stewart he's an up-and-coming uh speaker in fact he just finished his own tedx program not long ago 
uh, did a fantastic job. And he teaches mentorship um, like you would not believe. I mean, he's got the, oh my gosh, it's a fan. Look up Doug Stewart on YouTube, mentorship. He teaches, in fact, Clarence, he'd be great on your show, man. Um, he'd be, he had a lot of value. He teaches we all have four and a half mentors. Uh, we have a ninja mentor. I'll, I'll, let him do his, I'll let him do his spiel. But one of the things that he talks about in the mentorship process is that you can glean knowledge from even some of the most unlikeliest of people if you'll just pause and let them speak. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something funny. What came to mind just now when you said that was as a little boy, I was, I don't know, maybe six years old. Uh, and I was just talking to my dad and we were, I was just going on and on and on. He was trying to tell me something, but I was doing all the talking. And he says, <laughs> you know, he, he says, you know what? You never learn when you're talking. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I had to learn to shut up in order to learn. Yeah. The last time I knew it all was when I was a teenager. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Oh, well, you, you know, the, the whole issue of, of, of coaching and you, I think you have, you mentioned it once here, uh, talking about principle, a principle mindset yes. um, and, and how that makes a, a big difference. And you talked about perceiving values and then sharing your values. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of recapturing some of the things I heard you, you talk about. Sure. The one thing that stuck with me, as you, as you said, when we go through hard times, we usually find faith on the way down. It's not on the way up. Did <laughs> I say that? Yes. <laughs> that's, I sometimes forget what I say. So. <laughs> hey, that's quotable, man. That's, that's tweetable. I think I'm going to send that out on Twitter if you don't mind. I'll, I'll, I'll give you credit for it. I may have heard it somewhere else, so to, to make sure you research it first because I, I, I don't want to uh, hurt any of my mentors if I didn't say something <laughs> that no one's supposed to. So. But, you know, so often as we're, as we're uh, accomplishing things and we're becoming better and better at whatever it is we do, we kind of say, mm, yeah, I'm good. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And, and truly, it's still the same faith that allowed you to get up off the ground when you got knocked down. That's allowing you to grow and become better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy to, it's easy to, um, it's okay to be appreciative of the ground you're, of the ground you're gaining. It's not good if you're putting all your self-esteem, your stock, your energy, and your value into the ground, into the ground you've gained. Yes. It's yes. a big, big difference. You know, it's, uh, you mentioned a minute ago about principles. Um, one of the lessons that I, that I, that I love teaching so much uh, when I do get to share with audiences and whatnot, it's called principles and habits. Um, mm. I find that principles, so principles are intentionally chosen. Now, whether you're operating on good principle or bad principle, whether you, you, you uh, a principle could be lying, for example, or telling the truth, how important it is to you, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're living your life by principle and it's chosen, then you have the ability to make a difference. If you live your life by habit, then everything is reactionary, it's subconscious, and it comes from the darkest place of your deepest hurts. Mm. I've learned that anytime we respond out of habit, um, it never fares well because it comes from this deep sense of lack rather than a principle which is chosen ahead of time that means I will stand for this. You know, your habits, when you react out of habits, it doesn't allow you to stand for anything but failure. Yes. Wow. Love that. That is a very good distinction between the two. Um, and principles are chosen. The fact that you have the choice, you can make the choice to establish your principles. Mm-hmm. You don't have to live just on a, on a reactive habit that you have. That's right. Uh, and that makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things is that people who are struggling, 
if you look back, it's based on, you know, one of those things that you just talked about. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. where we are is based on the, uh, the choices we've made. I think that's why we've had such a wonderful track record in, in helping others change their lives is because we help them identify where they're operating out of habits and where they, all they have to do is apply a principle. Yes. And it's pretty easy to see what your principle you should apply because it's always the opposite of your habit. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I'll tell you, we are um, we're we're coming to the end of the show, and I, I'm I'm kind of sad because I I'd <laughs> love to have this conversation continue. And and you know what, Stephen, I I hope we can continue it. I know you're a busy man and you're you're flying all over the place, but uh, let's absolutely stay in touch and and uh, have this great conversation again, and maybe even some more. It'd be an honor. In fact, I'm, I'm, I need to get with my personal assistant and get you on our show. Uh, I love your story, and I want to hear. I want you. I want to share you with our audience as well. Absolutely, I would love to do it. Would love to do it. Now, before we go, um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put you a little bit on the spot, but I I know that sure. you you are so good on the spot that I, I have no qualms about this. Just give us our listeners, you know, one maybe two things that you would say. You know, do this right away and it will make a difference for you um the first thing i would tell them is to let go Mm. there's something in there there's something in your life right now that you can let go of today that will free you up to apply something you want to learn or you need to learn to better your life the second thing that i would that i would say is the same thing i've already said before that susan bats gave me this too shall pass and what comes next will be greater now if you're dealing with a relationship issue just take this and replace it with these that was uh-huh. the first time I heard it was when I broke up when her girlfriend or her daughter broke up with me, which stunk. But anyway, that's, those are the two things that I would share. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining. Everyone, really, really check Stephen Scoggins out. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. We're out of time. I love this show. Thank you so much, Stephen. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.